0: Section three of Knickerbocker's History of New York, Volume two, by Washington Irving. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria Casper. Knickerbocker's History of New York, Volume two, by Washington Irving. Book Four, Chapter Seven it has been remarked by the observant writer of the stuyvesant manuscript that under the administration of william kieft the disposition of the inhabitants of new amsterdam experienced an essential change so that they became very meddlesome and factious the unfortunate propensity of the little governor to experiment and innovation and the frequent exacerbations of his temper kept his council in a continual worry and the council being to the people at large what yeast or leaven is to a batch they threw the whole community in a ferment and the people at large being to the city what the mind is to the body the unhappy commotions they underwent operated most disastrously upon new amsterdam insomuch that in certain of their paroxysms of consternation and perplexity They begat several of the most crooked, distorted, and abominable streets, lanes, and alleys with which this metropolis is disfigured. The fact was that, about this time, the community, like Balaam's ass, began to grow more enlightened than its rider, and to show a disposition for what is called self-government. This restive propensity was first evinced in certain popular meetings in which the burghers of New Amsterdam met to talk and smoke over the complicated affairs of the province, gradually obfuscating themselves with politics and tobacco smoke. Hither resorted those idlers and squires of low degree who hang loose on society and are blown about by every wind of doctrine. Cobblers abandoned their stalls to give lessons on political economy blacksmiths suffered their fires to go out while they stirred up the fires of faction and even tailors though said to be the ninth parts of humanity neglected their own measures to criticize the measures of government strange that the science of government which seems to be so generally understood should invariably be denied to the only one called upon to exercise it not one of the politicians in question but take his word for it could have administered affairs ten times better than william the testy under the instructions of these political oracles the good people of new amsterdam soon became exceedingly enlightened and as a matter of course exceedingly discontented they gradually found out the fearful error in which they had indulged of thinking themselves the happiest people in creation and were convinced that all circumstances to the contrary notwithstanding they were a very unhappy deluded and consequently ruined people we are naturally prone to discontent and avaricious after imaginary causes of lamentation like lubberly monks we belabor our own shoulders and take a vast satisfaction in the music of our own groans nor is this said by way of paradox daily experience shows the truth of these observations. It is almost impossible to elevate the spirits of a man groaning under ideal calamities. But nothing is easier than to render him wretched, though on the pinnacle of felicity, as it would be an Herculean task to hoist a man to the top of a steeple, though the merest child could topple him off thence. I must not omit to mention that these popular meetings were generally held at some noted tavern, these public edifices possessing what in modern times are thought the true fountains of political inspiration. The ancient Germans deliberated upon a matter when drunk, and reconsidered it when sober. Mob politicians in modern times dislike to have two minds upon a subject; so they both deliberate and act when drunk, by this means a world of delay is spared, and as it is universally allowed that a man when drunk sees double, it follows, conclusively, that he sees twice as well as his sober neighbors.--End of Section three.